The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. That is an experience I never, I could have never really planned for it. That's quite true. Like that. I don't think you can plan Sitting like Sitting in a room with 600 other people, all witnessing what is happening at the same time. I mean, it was... It was something to behold. It was something to behold. I can't say for sure if I will go again. I think you'll go again. Maybe. Maybe in a year. I think now I'm like, I think in a year I'll be ready to go again. I think again. going, it wouldn't be a, like an every weekend thing for me. Yeah. I don't think I could go that far. It was it. definitely an experience. Like, I mean, it's not something oh, I will ever forget. I am really glad I did it. Yeah. That was some pretty, <laughs> some of that porn will never leave my head. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Wherever and have you listen, it is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have lots to talk about today and lots to recap from the last weekend and things to discuss. But I do also want to remind everybody that you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Audible link oh, right yes. there. On the front page, if you're scrolling on your mobile phone, you may have to scroll down to the bottom of the front page, but it is right there, the Audible link that you can click on. Sign up, get not one, but I believe two free audiobooks. Oh. What? That's crazy, Sarah. What audiobook are you listening to right now, Greg? I am listening to The Outsider by Stephen King, and it's really good. It is really good. Um, All right, that's the oh, the Stephen King one? Yeah, the Stephen okay. King one. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's awesome. Cool. Like, it's, All right, I might have to do that, because I think I'm... I, I have like eight hours left of my Margaret Atwood book, uh-huh. and then I think I need to take a Margaret Atwood break. Yeah. I think I've been, I have lived in her, You've inside of her Margaret brain Atwood. for the past, I've, what, I've read four of her books in the past yeah, it's pretty dark three months. It's, it's a beautiful mind, but it yeah. is dark, and I might need to change a pace. Uh, Edward's asking in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live for Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club members. You can go back through and take a look at the chat anytime. Uh, it's being asked, what is The Outsider about? And I can give kind of like a, a brief idea of what it's about, and it's... It's, it takes place, you know, like a lot of Stephen King books in a small town, and it starts off with the description is pretty horrible, and that no lie, there's a horrible, horrible murder that happens. I think people beyond forget that murder beyond. I mean, it's just and it's a child. I think. Oh God! All right. Well, I think yeah. people like since Stephen King's name is so mainstream, I think sometimes that you tend to forget how truly disturbing his writing is. Yeah. Because you hear Stephen King, you're like, oh, horrible, like. No, he's really good at what he does, and he paints some fucked up pictures. He paints a horrible picture. So people like tend to forget because when I was listening to like rereading one of his books, I'm like, I forgot yeah. how like messed up his his writing is. Well, and then this one, you know, and I think you should be fair warned on that. He paints a horrible picture to start the book off, but then there there's someone accused of the murder, but there are a lot of holes that kind of develop. Oh, so it's, it's a whodunit kind of. Uh, kind of. I mean, I don't want to say too much without giving it away. It's Stephen okay. King, so obviously there's there's more dynamics to it, and I'm only probably a third of the way into it. But I'll tell you, it's one of the most addictive audiobooks I've I've listened to. In that, I keep wanting hearing like, well, okay, well, what's this person going to say then? Well, then what's this person saying? Mm. Well, then what's this? Because a lot of it's like they're interviewing different people and trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. Okay, that sounds more interesting. More things Well, I know up. that you're pretty obsessed with it because you keep saying you can't turn I really it off. Am. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good. So I, I would highly recommend The Outsider. But anyway, you can go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Audible link, and get a free one when you sign up Woo-hoo. for your free trial. All right. All right, let's talk about this last weekend because we have double, uh, double doses of Portlandy things that we did over this last weekend that we need to discuss. And one of them has to do with Friday night. 
when, if you listen to last week's episode or last week's shows, uh, we ended up going to the Hump Festival. Hump Film Festival. Hump Film Festival, founded by Dan Savage, and it is a collection of five-minute homemade pornographic films that people send in, and then, then they show them at this, at this thing. At this uh, at Hump Fest. We went to the best of Hump Fest. So I guess the regular one where it's new submissions is in the fall. This is the best of or the curated ones they wanted to yeah, show. Yeah, over the past since like two, I think the oldest one was from like 2007, 2008. Something like yeah, that. So yeah, so some of them, yeah, go, well, they span yeah, a and full ha- decade. And having gone there now and done this, so it was in a, it was in a really big, um, well, not really big, but a, a big theater space here in Portland. Uh, it's a, kind of a live venue called Revolution Hall, and there was, I don't know how many people in there, 600, 700? At, at least. It was packed. Six or 700 people. Because you don't know what to expect, especially if you've never gone to something like that, if you're going to watch, you know, uh, amateur, like, short films about yeah. pornographic material. And right. you don't know, like, I didn't know that it was going to be packed, and it was just crazy busy. There, were, It was full of people, like, yeah. balcony Every seat downstairs, it was, it was yeah, pretty it nuts. Yeah, it was a lot of people. Yeah. And sitting there <laughs> sitting there watching it, I mean, some of them were very funny. Some of them are actually, like, really funny uh, funny pieces. Uh, some of them were, they had some that were, you know, like, I don't know, sad, yeah. I guess, quite honestly. A couple of them were just plain sad. I'm just <laughs> I like, know, wow, Greg's this is depressing. Like, this is sad porn. <laughs> yeah, this is really depressing. Like, there were some really good ones. Like the, the, There was this one called, which I didn't like the name because, you know, associated with a bit of this uh, name called Bed Bugs, where this woman, it's basically just her looking at this old mattress that her and her partner used to have and then, like, kind of retelling the story, but that's, like, the constant thread. And it was, it, that one was kind of sad. Yeah. But it's, like, a really, it was a beautiful story. But, um. Yeah, but it was sad. <laughs> I mean, so it's all across the gamut, and I don't want to give too much away in case you're going to see it. Can we just I say, if will... you have been to Butter or to, uh, to Hump before, they did play the Butter one, which I will never... Well, you kind of just spoiled something right there. No, because you don't know. I, I didn't say any of the name. They're just... Everybody okay. knows, because I was talking to somebody yesterday, and uh, she hadn't gone this year, and she was just like... She was like, oh, best yeah. of, and she just said, Butter? And I'm like, Yep. There's one that you will never forget. It will scar your brain for the rest of your life. And that's the, that's the one thing I can say coming from this. You know, there's some of them, not my, not my taste, <laughs> what we saw. Some of them were interesting, how they shot them. There's one that will never leave your brain, and I don't care who you are. It will scar your brain for the rest of your life. You, you will always, you will never forget it. There's going to be a slow you motion. You will never forget it. There's a slow motion gif in your head that will just replay till the end of time. Yep. It like it's it's playing and my God yes. <laughs> so we are not going to give you a description of that because we're not going to no, force that upon you right bef- now. But if you've been if you've been before and you don't, like the one word, you know what that is. It's uh, it was something to behold. Anyway, it was it was. <laughs> Mr. Jackie just say I think spoiler rules can be suspended for a festival of five minute homemade porn films. Probably right. <laughs> You're probably right on that. Yeah, one. you were very concerned about that. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just I know they work very hard at um, and also. One of the big things about it, too, is they are very serious about not using your camera in there or not using your phone. Mm. They will take your phone away from you, period. Forever. Forever. Like, they're just like, hey, all right. right, We'll take it and we won't give it back. Which, that was pretty much the coolest thing because I can't even remember the last time I went to a show where you don't see the glow of someone's, you know, little rectangle in their hand. Like, it was completely just people... Yeah. In an experience, not being distracted by anything. Because they said, I mean, there were people looking at you everywhere. Like, you were surrounded by a bunch of security. Oh, yeah, they had watchers. Yeah, Yeah, they're like, if if we see you on your phone, if we see it on, Uh we will take it, and we will not give it back to you. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. And so. I don't think I saw anybody get their phone taken away. I mean. Well, I, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you'd have to be a real asshole to pull out your phone and start recording that. Yeah. That that takes a real, you deserve your phone being taken mm-hmm. away if you're doing that. Uh, so it's being asked, Greg, did you have to get a new phone? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I can set my phone down. I would never record. Yes, it's hard not looking I at my I actually emails. had asked Greg, I'm like, do you want me to put your phone? I was not going to use my phone. I was not, wasn't going to record it's your anything. Mus- no, I know you weren't going to record anything, but your muscle memory, you're always on your phone. I was just so afraid that you wouldn't be thinking and that you'd just pull your phone out and start looking at it I without, I will say like, there were a couple of films where I'm like, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I want to watch this one. And where then, then I'm, I'm, my instinct was, oh, maybe I can check out my phone. Oh, I can't do that. I guess I got to watch. Yeah, because I, I was actually, it. that's why I was concerned about you. Not because I thought you would record something, because you would just. just like, like, you know, it's not my, it's not my, not my thing. Yeah. And I that's mean, fine. yeah, when we're saying like some of them are like creative, some of them are just like hardcore porn. No, they're just hardcore like, it's just pornography. Because like, yeah. there's like a beautiful like story. There's this one about these two older gentlemen talking about how they fell in love together. And then there's just like graphic porn Very <laughs> out of <graphic>. nowhere. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, I am Shockingly graphic, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So there was <laughs> a little bit of everything in there. But it, it was fun, and I, I do recommend it just as an experience. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be for everybody. You know, it's it takes a certain level what of comfort in there. What was strange but... about it is, like, how divisive it was. Like, because I don't, I don't feel like I have a lot of, like, prudish friends, but for some reason this in particular, got, like, weird responses from people. People that didn't want to go do it? Yeah, yeah didn't well, want I mean, to go do it. that's a different kind of comfort It level. is. And there's nothing wrong with not wanting to go. Absolutely. It was just kind of know, surprising to me. Like, some people that I thought would be absolutely okay with it are just like, oh, I don't know. and Because I know that they've, you know, had similar things. Like, they've been to things that might be along the same. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you're going either. I was just going to see what you did. Yeah, I just, I'm just going to trail off. It was just, huh. it was weird how divisive okay. this particular uh, yeah. instance was. But then again, how popular it was because it was completely packed. So Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's it was, I will say for myself personally, it was an experience. I'm very glad I went. And uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if I go again. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm definitely glad I went. <laughs> it was a very Portlandy weekend. So that's what we did. <laughs> so that's what we did. I feel Friday like this night. weekend like went on forever. Yeah. But like. No, in a great way. But took no time at all. Yeah. yeah. So then on Saturday, to uh, recap this, we, of course, we emceed the Rose City Beard <laughs> and Mustache Competition. In our Portlandiest of Portland weekends. It was. and uh, That was also happening during the naked bike ride. The naked bike ride. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. The naked bike ride was also going on. So we went down there and emceed that. And again, huge thank you to the Portland Beardsmen for asking us to come down there. You know, it's, it's always an honor to come down and host for it. And it's all for charity. And once again, it was packed. It was it was awesome. It was packed. It was Because I always Dante's? get a little nervous. Like, now since this was the third time, I felt yeah. a little less nervous because right. you know what to expect. Yeah. But um, but still, I mean, being up on that stage in front of all those people, especially mm-hmm. with people who like, don't know who the hell you are. Like, yeah, sometimes nervous. there's people that don't know who we are. But some it, people were also so nice, and they're like, hey, it's you two again. Yeah. You did a good job emceeing. Are you going to yeah. do it again? We're like, we did. Yeah. We got some nice compliments. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah. But it was 100, 100 competitors, basically, in this competition. And... All of them, the way it works is, you know, Sarah and I are up there on stage, we intro the show, and then we start bringing up the, you know, introduce the judges, and then we just start bringing up competitors and just got to bring them up, ask questions, uh, send them on their way to look at the judges, and then keep it going for, I don't know, we do like two hours and then a break? Yeah. And it's about four hours total. About four hours total on stage. Talking. Um, Yeah, of nonstop talking. That's why I'm a little hoarse today, too. And... 
it's nonstop talking, and it's it's hot, and you're, we sweat. I mean, Sarah and I sweat. It's just what it is. Mm. I had to announce it to the crowd. I'm just like, so you know, we will be sweaty. Yeah. That's just like this isn't going to be this isn't picture perfect. No, like we're good at what, we're we're good at the emceeing part, but do yeah. not judge for the sweatiness. No, the sweatiness is going to happen, and also it's a very hot stage anyway. Yeah, I mean if you've and been it's to Dante's, summer and it's packed. It's called Dante's Inferno, and it is very very <laughs> hot in there, and you know, and then tack on a whole bunch of lights that are beaming on too. So it was, it was a little sweaty, a little sweaty. But we were just zen with it. I think at that point you're just so sweaty, and there's nothing that's going to change it. Yeah. it's like this is just the way that it is. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I would say, I mean, overall, it went off very well. Um, I think I called a wrong category once. I flipped ahead on the page and then I had to backtrack. But, I mean, I'm okay, I'm okay with that out of four hours. No, that was okay. Yeah, flipping on one page. You did a great um, job. But, yeah, but yeah I mean, it, was, it was, again, a lot of fun. But it is one of those things where you forget what it's like talking to a hundred different people as they come up. So I mean, many different personality types. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so many, yeah, personality types. Sometimes you get people who are just like ready to talk and like, yeah, I've got this and this. And you're, you, you want to slow them down and be like, okay, no, that's enough. Now you have to leave. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you have people that just yes. don't want to say a word. No, yes. maybe. Oh God, they were, we got a couple this year that were like just a, the one worders. A couple of one worders. We got yeah. a couple of one worders cause it's like very awkward. Like they yeah. come out and they have, you know, they're, um, you know, groomed to perfection and look amazing. And it's like, you know, oh, so, uh, what are you, you know, used to take care of your mustache or it's like. Oil. (laughs) Okay. Cool, man. (laughs) You know, we've been talking up here a while. You can fill in a sentence or something. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just give me one sentence. That's why I always love the people who come up and, like, they know what they want to say or they have, like, some little performance thing. I'm like, that's how I love you. Because if you, like, give us, like, ten seconds where we don't have to talk. Where we don't talk, yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, uh, But, I mean, that's, that's part of what it is. That's part of the job. But then you also have some of the other people, and this is regardless of of what this competition would be. I think you would get the same thing. Pick a hundred people onto a put a hundred people onto a stage. You're gonna get these same personality types. And then you get the people who want to take the microphone away oh, from you. Oh god, the microphone the takers. Thing. Like oh. I'll say this, like a lessons in MCing, if you're ever part of a competition and you go up on stage, um we've done this enough now that I can feel pretty confident in saying this that no matter what the competition is, never take the microphone from the MC. Never I think that that's a fair away. rule. I think that's uh, a fair rule. Don't re- grab it out of their hands and walk off with it. D- never do that. That makes it so uncomfortable, it and does. it's very awkward. And like you're, you kind of seem like a jerk because you're giving yourself more of an opportunity than other people are allotted. Right. Like yeah. if, if if it's someone else is like getting thirty seconds to talk about their stuff, and then you rip the microphone out of the MC's hand and start on some like diatribe about yeah whatever crazy shit. There was one that was just going crazy. I don't know. He was what not he was making about. any sense, and they started to get angry. I'm like, what is yeah, happening? Yeah. Oh no, he started getting angry at me because uh, there was one of them that had taken my mic. And yeah. No, and then that same guy got angry, and they like turned around and like he's kind of looked at me and like. Huh. And then yeah. turned around, like, and even the audience, and that's when we were just like, because Greg and I are ourselves, so it's like, I'm like, okay, that was super awkward. Yeah. And, you know, and then it, like, loosens up the audience, but it was, like, super, I mean, it was, there was no We apparent. had to, we had, and then we have to bring it back, yeah. you know, after that. And, and yeah, I mean, the, what, the one thing you do, if when you take the microphone away from the MC, that means they can't do their job. Yeah. Like, it was, it's my job to have that, mm-hmm. not yours. You know, that's the one thing I could say. Uh, and also, don't grab... Um, my butt. Yeah, do not grab Sarah's butt. That Jesus. only happened once. Twice. Twice? Did it yeah. happen twice mm-hmm. on Saturday? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. No, it was fine. Yeah, I just didn't, didn't want to make a big deal out of it. I know, this is... This is what it's like being a woman, Greg. I, uh, I know. Because I didn't want to, like, no idea. what I didn't want to do is draw attention to that, 
for myself because I don't want to take away from the competition even though somebody was touching me without my permission. But whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. They apolog- Both people apologized to me after I told them. I very clearly told them, do not do that again. It was fine. Okay. It was fine. I don't think it was intentional. It wasn't like a full-on groping grab, but it was very much a, like resting their hand on my butt. I'm Man. like, that's not appropriate. Guys, don't do that anytime, ever. Mm. Just don't do that. Yeah. So there's... Yeah. So my favorite person that. of the night. Well, I want to talk about, but uh, that was a very minor. Those two oh, yeah. were very minor incidents. Overall, it was just awesome. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Minus the butt touching and the angry guy. Yeah, yeah. As Mr. Jakey <laughs> says, being a lady seems like a lot of fun. Yes, yeah. it's quite <laughs> it's a like just a joy. I don't want to inconvenience day. you with you making me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's actually like being a. That sentence right there is what it's like being a woman. <sighs> Um, anyway, what I do like is one of my fellow ladies, so we were talking about how we were sweaty, and one of these ladies um, was so concerned about how sweaty I was, because I'm fine, like, the way I normally sweat looks like excessive, like I'm going to pass like, out sweat. Yeah, it looks so they dangerous. Like, it looks like I have a dangerous level of sweat, but really it was just like my average level Dangerously of sweat. Dangerously sweaty. The Dillon. So this, yeah, this girl comes up and she's like, huh? so um, my mother brought this with her and she was a little concerned about you. So she wanted to know if you wanted this. And it was a little fan necklace, which it was awesome. She's like, my mom wants you to use this. She's like, you can just use it for the show if you want. I'm like, oh, okay. So I attached it. And it was just a fan that would blow like straight up in my face. Oh, it was magical. I was kind of jealous yeah. when you got that. No, it was like pretty... I, I kind of want to hit it. A well, fan. you didn't look as if you were in as bad a dire straits as I did, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Dangerously sweaty. <laughs> no, and that's like her mother, like her mother is an old you know, an older woman sitting down in a chair, like waving at I'm like, oh. <laughs> so nice. I'm like her level of concern about me like outweighed her comfort. Yeah. Level. That's such that's such a mother thing to it have. It was so to, nice to do. Like, here you like, go, dear. <laughs> here's my fan necklace. Oh, I I want to buy a fan necklace. It was amazing. You can like pull it really taut, and then it was just like blowing air like right up. It in does my sound face. pretty amazing. Oh, it was so great. We need to get some fun employment radio fan necklaces. You won't even let me keep the fan on in here. Well, no, not for this section right here. Oh, but in life, I would certainly use one. Oh. Maybe we can have a fan necklace posse. I don't even care. I don't care how dorky we look. I don't I'll care. Do Yesterday I was working out in the blazing sun, and you know what? I have my own squirt bottle that I just kept squirting myself in the face. I'm like, I don't care what I look like. Yeah. I am hot. Yeah. This sucks. It's fine. Yep. But one of the other things that kept crossing my mind, maybe, you know, not specifically about the angry guy who took a microphone, but maybe about him a little bit, <laughs> was the fact, do you ever wonder, like, when we're, like, doing an event, like, if we've ever actually, like, what percentage of people... Might in fact be a serial killer. <laughs> you mean because there's so many people like the percentages? The percentages. Are I'm there. not saying like particularly like you know the, for the beard mustache competition. I'm just talking about like in life. Just are you in talking general. To people? There's so many different kinds of people. Like and you know me, I kind of skew dark a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I'm driving, you know, past like wooded areas, I do kind of maybe look for bodies. Right. Yeah. We've just talked to about see. this. Mm-hmm. We talk about this, that, uh, yeah, you do look But I was wondering, like, statistically speaking, if we're talking to, like, a hundred, uh, mostly men, you know, you know, a lot of yeah. um, Caucasian men, like, what percentage of them do you think might or might not have the ability to be a murderer? Do you ever think about that stuff? What, per- well, I mean, you know, that I'm, you're saying that if I'm out and I encounter people and... Well, I'm just saying, do you think that maybe uh, at some point on Saturday night we might have shared a stage someone? with a serial killer? Oh, you're hesitating. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm not trying to think, I guess, maybe not specifically like someone out of the group, but percentage-wise, I mean, there's a chance, yeah, 
we're in downtown Portland. Yeah. Downtown Portland on a Saturday night. Yeah, there's a good chance. And this is the Northwest, as is being pointed out in the chat. Um, you know, we have a high percentage. We grow them out here. Yeah. yeah. We, we do. You know, we got a lot of strange people in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of these people, and I'm not saying, again, about bearded com- like competitors. I'm saying, like, there were a lot of, you know, woodsman kind of guys from, like, small from small towns. Although, actually, honestly, I think most serial killers would not be bearded, though. Uh, maybe a mustache. Have you, know. you looked up the ratio of bearded serial killers? I have not. I haven't. But I feel like most of the ones that you're you right. See, a lot of there are lots of mustaches. Like, mustaches are clean shaven. Like it's it's that. I don't yeah. think the full beard is necessarily the full beard would be more of a, eh, you know, okay, well, you will uh, crime of opportunity. Yeah, like a crime of passion. Maybe. Yeah. I was thinking more opportunity. Like they want to, but they're not going to go out of their way. You come onto their property. And it's like, oh, well, now I'll take care of that. So you're saying that, what, like, bearded men are lazy? Crime of opportunity. No, they're out in the woods. You know, I don't, I don't know. Is that I don't where they know all what live? I'm saying. Don't pigeonhole me here. <laughs> I'm just saying people with mustaches are more likely to be serial killers. I will say that. That's probably true. More <gasps> compared to a beard. Greg, now, Greg, clean shaven, I think, is probably the highest likely. Angry guy. Wasn't the mustache guy? I know. I didn't even rem- realize that. Well, I'm not saying that's who... That's what he does. Oh, if you could have picked one, I think it would probably yes. It, it would, would probably be. I think be, that's a safe bet. That would have been a safe bet. However, um, I, in generally speaking, I would say clean shaven would be number one. Most of them are clean shaven. You think about your like Jeffrey. Did Jeffrey Dahmer have a mustache? Mm, I don't remember. Okay, we'll have to take a look at that. Maybe, okay. Can you look that up? Yes, I sure will. Then it's I love mustache. By the way, I love this job. Because you know yeah. what I get to do for my work today is look up whether or not Jeffrey Dahmer has a mustache <laughs> or had a mustache. Had, right? Uh, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, there's some mustache. great points. There are some great things that are coming in here into the chat. He did have a mustache. He, he had a little creepy mustache. mustache. So maybe the little creepy mustache is more of a sign then. Mustache serial killer. So what's, the, what's the ratio <laughs> on that? Uh, let's see. Carrie says, I feel serial killers are fastidious and bearded guys aren't. Um, the thing I like, too, is that Trina's in there um, saying, oh, yeah, that guy's so creepy. Oh, Rick says Kemper. serial killers uh, try to blend in. Big crazy beards would draw attention. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. Um, I was looking at what Trina posted here. Where did it go? Because she said, all right, about the the serial killer thing. She said that she thinks about it all the time. Also thinks about how many murdered dead bodies they're, they're buried around you. I think about that all the time. <laughs> What is that like? Do I always? I wish that I had some sort of X-ray, like lawnmower kind of thing, to look and see if there are bodies buried in places. Yeah. You know what? The more I'm looking at this, the serial killer mustache is a real specific kind of mustache. It is a specific kind of mustache. There's a gap. That's the gap in the middle. There's and a gap then just in the middle. A real basic, you know, like kind of a, a coating like around a the mouth. A couple cater- caterpillars. Yes, kind of stuck on either side. Yeah. It looks like a fake mustache that you bought and just kind of stuck. It on does. That is a real specific trait. My gosh, we've just cracked a code here. Yeah, it's a villain. All right, so that there are lots of articles about people with mustaches who are serial killers. Well, then you have the Ted Bundy type, you know, the clean shaven yeah. style. So there's he got a little scruffy. Uh, yeah, maybe, but yeah. I, he didn't have the. I don't know. I, I don't know the entire history, but yes. But I'm saying you don't know the entire history of Ted Bundy's yeah, facial hair. I, I, I what d- is don't wrong study with that you? one? Oh wow! So yeah, it's the. Uh, Cammy is calling it their like lip eyebrows. They are like lip eyebrows, which is funny because that kind of mustache wouldn't even be in the competition because it like the competition stuff because it's, it's I'm sorry it's just too basic. 
It's a, it's the basic it's bitch a basic, of serial killer mustaches. Yeah, it's a basic mustache. I mean, there's nothing really impressive about that. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Well, we've kind of figured that out, so we've narrowed down a little bit there. Okay, I was just wondering. I mean, I'm not saying that it, you know everyone with a mustache is a serial killer, but I'm no, not saying that they're not. Right. And there's exceptions to the rules. You know. Yep. There's a few. You know, with the with the beard, Unabomber and. Uh, BTK, and then there's the clean-shaven ones. But, yeah. I find it really Over- unnerving that you just know exactly who, like, what serial killer it is without their name in there. Oh, the BTK killer? I've looked up his. He's info. terrifying looking. What's this with his little eyebrows? Uh, he's, I mean, well, they're all terrifying, yes. horrible monsters. I know, I know. But I remember when that one happened, I because I wasn't aware of the original crimes. When I remember when he got caught, I looked up. Uh, I kind of went on a, you know, went, a, went on a bender of finding out all the information about him and Good Lord, he's awful. Also because of that, well, no, I don't want to give any spoilers, but yeah. there's a tie-in to a recent yep. television series yep. that uh, has to do with him. So I'm, I've seen his face recently. All right, Greg, anyway, well, I think we cracked the code. Cracked the code. So the mustache being one of the leading, the specific kind of yes. mustache is the leading, um, leading trait. Yeah. So that now kind of mustache, you don't really see it very much with, anymore. No, it used to be kind of a cop stash. Mm-hmm. It used to be kind of a... No, cop stashes are more like Burt Reynolds-y. Uh, they're a little bushy. Okay, you may be right. Yeah, they're a little bushier. Yeah, These are like bushier. the thin, like creepy ones. It's not John Waters thin, and John Waters isn't creepy. He's amazing, but it's like it's somewhere yeah, he between. Is, but that's okay. He's oh yeah, he's creepy in the best way. Yeah. So it's somewhere between John R- Waters and Burt Reynolds. It's that sweet spot between the two. Okay. okay. That's the serial killer mustache. All right, Burt Reynolds. What was his mustache? Are you thinking Tom Selleck. Well, Tom Selleck and Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds had a glorious mustache. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know he did. I just, I, I don't remember. Yeah, but that's Smokey true. and the Bandit? Yeah, yeah. That oh my God. That pretty damn good. Yeah, no, that's a full. It's, it's Burt Reynolds' mustache was more of like a cop mustache. That, that would, I yes. would consider that a cop stache. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's so some, somewhere in between those two. Yeah. Yep. It looks, it, honestly, it just looks like a couple of caterpillars, you know, went to rest on either side of the upper lip. And they're sleeping on the upper Just lip. very gently. Very gently. For a murderous, crazy person. Yeah, a couple of caterpillars. So that's, yeah, all right. Well, we figured that out. All right. That being said, I don't know if we encountered one on on any of the nights this weekend. Good chance, though, between the two events that probably there was one there. Mike, grab guy. Yeah. Don't take my mic. Yeah, I mean... I think I'm sorry. I think I just latched onto it because of the mic thing, and then with the rambling, like ramblings of it a crazy person. It was incoherent rambling. Yeah, like it wasn't making any sense. No. So something about the woods and like. Yeah, you people coming up from Portland. Yeah, you people. I'm like, we don't want like yelling at us. Much, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, then getting if mad. If you were there, us. you run, you saw how weird it was. Everyone was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. All right, that was just one out of 100, and everybody else was lovely. Yeah. Except for the two that touched my button. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. <laughs> Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, Greg, got a couple stories for you. All right. Now, this is something that I thought you might be interested in because I've never heard of this. Have you ever heard of people playing international games of tag? What do you mean an international game of tag? International games of tag where uh, like groups of friends will get together, and even though they live in different places, they will play a never-ending game of tag where they try to tag the other person and like just keep it going for years. Well, they like, like fly to wherever years. that person is. Fly wherever it is and try to surprise them and come up with interesting ways to try and actually tag them, even when they're in like a different country. Sounds expensive. It's super. I know. I think it's like a rich people's. Yeah, that like, sounds kind like a thing. rich people game. Well, this is well, this is a, about a rich American woman who flew four thousand miles to the UK to tag her friend in an epic game of international tag, and then immediately flew home. 
So this is a, uh, a story of a woman by the name of Georgina Wilkinson. She and um, her friend Drew McEwen met in China in 2014. And there, with a group of friends, they all decided to start playing this game of tag. So she came, so she actually flew all the way from America to the UK, disguised as a gardener because he had hired a gardening service, showed up at his niece's christening, and tagged him. That's just strange. It is. So she. I mean, what did other people think when you see that person? Like, you see him run up. It's a little odd. It's a little odd. So uh, Georgina posed as a gardener as Drew and his family were taking photos after the christening uh, in southern Scotland. After she flew in that morning, she ran up, dressed as a gardener, she was hunched over, turned around, tagged him, and then hopped back on an eight-hour flight home for that afternoon. I mean, that is, got to have money and you got to have time yeah. to do that. And you got to have planning. Why would you go there for only that time and then just turn around and be like, okay, I'm out. I'm all the way in. Uh, she said she had to get back for work. So Drew, <laughs> Georgina, and eight other fans have been playing this bizarre game since they all met um, by chance in China in 2014. So uh, she had actually planned this with his, with his relatives, with the guy that she tagged to be able to actually get over there and tag him. Um, so I guess there, there's a movie about this, which I kind of want to see, because this is based on the true story of, um, of like, a, a whole bunch of friends who have been doing this since, let's see, in 2013. Oh, no, they've been doing it their entire lives. So this is a new film that's going to be called Tag, that okay. I think is coming out. Is it a um, documentary or an actual? It's a, it's a movie movie with, like, oh, John boy. Hamm and Jeremy Renner among the stars in this movie. about a no, oh. So the rules of this, too, are it's no holds barred. Okay. So basically... Nothing's off limits. What do you mean? Not, like that you can be tagged wherever, even at the most inappropriate times. Like they're saying that even like the people this film was based on. One of them was tagged at his father's funeral. Oh my god! Like that's a special kind of fucked up. A yeah, little. that's weird. Yeah. So it's a group of yeah. It's a true story about a group of American men that were uh, profiled in the Wall Street Journal back in 2013. Seriously, you have to be so rich to be able to. Yeah. Do that so they did home. this for more than 25 years. The True Life Group, and I guess there are groups that do this like all over the world. Huh. Which is nuts. I'm going to fall down this rabbit hole afterwards. I know you will. As soon as I saw this, the first thing I thought, I was like, okay, yeah, Greg's going to be obsessed with this. Yeah, so these, uh, this group of friends for more than 25 years, they hid behind cars, set up stings, and cloaked themselves in disguises just for the thrill of tagging their friends and saying, you're it. So this is something they did for 25 years. And now I kind of want to see this movie. Huh. I mean, does it change now that, you know, you have social media so much and people can check themselves in places? Wouldn't that make it easier to track somebody down? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it, that's the thrill of it, Greg. But that makes it easier. Or, you know, some people don't check themselves in everywhere. Yeah, I don't. Yes, you live a life of mystery, Greg. Nobody knows where I am any, mm-hmm. at any time. Okay, have a summer warning. Uh, attention, our listeners that live in Arizona, Eddie, and otherwise. An Arizona fire department is warning residents... To be sure to check inside of your pool noodles. After a family discovered a large rattlesnake and its babies living inside of theirs. That's really gross. I am always terrified of the inside of pool noodles, especially after you've let them sit for the winter. Because there's all kinds of like spiders and things well, no, in there. No, you take the pool noodle, you instantly dunk it in water. It'll flush out whatever's in there. Ew, you're horrible to go to a pool with. You just like flush your your yeah. pool noodle trash into the pool that everyone's swimming in. I didn't think about it that way. But. So this is out of Buckeye, Arizona. <laughs> the Buckeye Fire Department posted Maybe a I warning. I shouldn't have admitted that. After, you should. You sound like a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Bozik's going to be like, yeah, Greg, come over to my pool and make it filthy with your pool noodle spiders. I don't carry around extra pool noodles. I think I bought some. I think I, think I have some at Bozik's house. Yeah. Well, be sure to clean them out before, because they might not be rattlesnakes, but okay. here will be spiders. Arizona, <laughs> they'll be rattlesnakes. So uh, they had to respond. I don't get invited to a lot of pools, let's just be honest, so chances are 
If you invite me to your pool, I won't do that, but I might do it. <gasps> Did I tell you? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> what's, what's that I have like? a friend that's moving into the apartment complex that I have pretended to live at for the past 10 years. I know what you're talking about. I didn't go last year because of just lots of busy stuff during the summer. But mm-hmm. this year, I believe it's going to be return to stripper soup. It's return to stripper soup. Return to the stripper soup. It's like a 10-year anniversary. Return it is. It's soup. a 10-year. Yep, it's 10-year anniversary. I still have my pool pass. <laughs> and um, But my friend is moving there. And she's like, all right, do you want a, a stripper soup? Return to stripper soup? I'm like, yes. So, Greg, clean out your pool noodles because I think we're going to go back to stripper soup this year. I don't care about flushing them in there. I mean, no, no, there's band aids in fine. that pool. Yeah. There's band aids and scabs and like, can you like, like ankle monitoring talking? bracelets that have been taken off and thrown in the pool? That was my favorite summer. That's when we called it stripper soup. Uh, Hair when we coined clumps. it. No, there were like there were hair extensions on the side of the pool that the strippers would take out. Like literally, it was a stripper like wonderland. They would wobble around in like their clear. Uh, nothing yeah. against strippers, you know. You do you. You do whatever you need. But right. um, but it was just it was fascinating to watch at the pool. Hair extensions taken out, laid on the side of the pool. Women walking around in those clear platform plas- like plastic heels yeah. around the pool. Yeah. And uh, there was indeed somebody with an ankle monitor. Yeah. Sitting there. <laughs> Dangling her legs in the pool, which I guess they're waterproof. I didn't know until that point. Well, yeah, they gotta uh, be. Otherwise, yeah. people just—I mean, why wouldn't you just instantly fry it if you had one? That's true, Greg. Because nobody wants an ankle monitor. <laughs> like they will try to figure out how to break it. Like, all right, we're trusting you now. Don't put any water on it, because if it does, we can't track you. Oh like, boy. Okay, I won't at all. All right. So, in pool noodle news, I'm going to continue with this. That so, this, what happened with these particular pool noodles is they'd been left leaning up against a cinder block wall. Um, for the winter, before a resident moved them for use into the pool, a rattlesnake popped out of the end of one of the noodles. And the resident soon discovered several young rattlesnakes also living inside the noodle. Ugh. Rattlesnakes are disturbing. Yes, they are disturbing. I don't know why you're not more disturbed by this. Well, I am. I mean, I, A, I don't live in Arizona. Yeah. Although, I mean, there's rattlesnakes in Oregon, too. Yeah. But not, not on this side of the Cascades. We don't really have to worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yep. Um, the fire department says other breeds of snakes also have previously uh, been known to lay eggs inside of pool noodles all over the country. A reptile trapper named Grayson Getty. That's a cool name. Grayson Getty. He's a reptile trapper with rattlesnake I'm a reptile solutions. Trapper. That's pretty cool, dude. If you're yeah. a reptile trapper. Grayson Getty, who's a reptile trapper with rattlesnake solutions, uh, says snakes are attracted to cool, dark places. Uh, Grayson Getty just says, "Just like ladies." <laughs> Grayson Getty goes on to say, "It's ungodly." Just like my basement. He goes, "It's ungodly hot outside, and snakes are just looking for somewhere to hide." He recommends that pool noodles and other pool toys be stored in an elevated shelf or a closed plastic container. Uh, Getty says residents also might want to consider snake fences around their property. Oh my god, I don't want to live in a place where I have to have a snake <laughs> fence. Have you ever spent much time in Arizona? I've been there. I I liked it. I've been yeah. there once. I was there for, I don't know, for some family thing for a few days. Yeah, I've been there too. And I, I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. But there are a lot of things that want to bite you there. Mm-hmm. There's the snakes. There's uh, what are the lizards that bite? They're like poisonous heel monsters. Ew. I don't know. I, think. I remember when we, were, when we were staying in um, Arizona, there was a scorpion on our um, screen door. Oh, yeah. Scorpions. Yeah, fucking scorpions. Yeah. But I do. In your boots. That's why you always check your boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we were staying at this uh, 
at some family member's house, and I went out with my cousins, and uh, we walked through the desert, like this area, but you had to, like, watch it, because the moon was so bright out there, it was beautiful. But, you know, it's just full of, like, you can hear just, like, like, you know, the rattling and the just weird creature noises in the Mm -hmm. night. Wait, cool. you could hurt you could hear a rattlesnake. Yeah, rattle? you could hear like the no because I don't know if it was my cousin fucking with me, but like there was like oh yeah, there are rattlesnakes because we were outside of um, I can't remember where we were in Arizona, but we were like in a desert. Yeah, and we were wandering through and like there were like scorpions running in the moonlight. It's so creepy. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, because I didn't get bit. Um, la, 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 la. All right, yeah. So snake fences, Arizonans, get on that. All right, I do, trapper. And I do want to thank everybody who has sent this story to me because, as we acknowledged last week, I am the garbage food person. So everyone comes to yep. me with their stories. Yep. I love it. People are writing to me now when they send it, and they're like, I'm sorry. Uh, I just got an email from John. Says, says, hi, Sarah. Since you're the weird food lady, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's something <laughs> my friend posted on Facebook today. <laughs> and so it's like. It's who you are. It's my identity. Yeah. It's okay. I don't know if they keep sending them to me. All right, so since people do send me these stories, thanks to Tuggy who sent this to me, among other people. There's somebody in Canada that has duped people into purchasing what he calls hot dog water for $40 a bottle. It is a bottle of water with a hot dog in it selling for $40. $40 a bottle. Yes, this is something and people are buying it. So you can buy... So this this guy uh, created this thing called Hot Dog Water. It's not available in stores. It was being uh, sold at Car Free Day Festival in Vancouver, Canadian. Oh, we could have just gone right up there. It's just yeah. a hot skip and a jump. So he just... He prepackaged these. He made a hundred of them. So that's, that's my beer. Yeah, he made a hundred of them by boiling these organic hot dogs, branding them... And putting them into water bottles and convincing people that it was healthy for you. So he had a sign. He sold out of all of them, by the way. So it's called... What is the point of the hot dog water? Do you drink it? It says hot dog water unfiltered. uh, The event price was $37.99. This is how it's pitched. So this was his ad that got people buying it. It says it's keto compatible, lose weight, increase brain function, look younger, and increase your vitality. It says that with the demands of city life and high-stress jobs, electrolyte imbalances are all too common these days. We believe hot dog water can help restore the body's homostasis after an electronic um, an electrolyte imbalance. The impressive sodium reuptake provided after drinking hot dog water. Oh, There's a whole bunch of bullshit. Oh, man. yeah. I, I appreciate that. It's pretty glorious. Uh, it helps your body's ability to access the calcium channel receptors in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> the calcium channel receptors. Yes. Okay. It says hot dog water can also help you achieve max capacity for biological defenses so you fight both infection and disease. So uh, the guy who made this, his name is Douglas Bevins. He spent over $1,500 creating the hot dog water. Um, but he does say that it's tongue-in-cheek, but he's like, well, people are going to give me money for it. I'm yeah, how much it. are the bottles again? Uh, it's, they're $37.99. You can, get, is... you can get two for $75. That's insane. People are buying this? Yes. They have that much extra money to spend. Yes. They are spending forty, nearly $40 on a plastic bottle full of hot dog water. You know how many Fun Employment Radio shirts you could buy with the Fun Employment Radio summer merch sale? Tell me, Greg. A lot. A lot of shirts for two of those things. Also, you have a shirt for every day of the week. Also, Go to funemploymentradio.com slash store. Please do. Oh, I'm going to get your orders out today, too. All of you. Uh, We've, yeah, thank you to everybody who's been ordering. We have a bunch of them that are going out today. Yep. 
Um, also, Bevins, this, uh, the Douglas Bevins, the creator, said that it leads to increased brain function, weight loss, youthful appearance. Also, he says it can erase crow's feet when applied to your face. If you rub the hot dogs you on your face. You rub a hot dog. Do not rub hot dog water on your face. Yes. He said that, um, so that they had noticed that people were rubbing it on their crow's feet and they were swearing their crow's feet were disappearing right before their eyes. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so he sold all of it. That's when you wonder why things are Can the way that they are. When it starts like decomposing in there. I don't know. Let's say, say he boiled 100 organic beef hot dogs and put each one in a bottle of water he sold at, at the event. It's pretty genius. Yeah, it's pretty good. We need to find our hot dog water, Greg. I hope all of you out there find your hot dog water. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I did not endorse that. <laughs> yes, I believe if someone feels like that's going to work, you rub that hot dog water yeah, on your face. Yeah, give the, just give them your money. That's really what you got to do. All right. Uh, we have to do a little bit of ball talk, sir. Oh, okay. Because there's some, there's two things that are very important, and they have to do directly with me that we need to talk about. God, is this more Oregon State news? <laughs> I've got something special at the end, but you'll have to wait for that. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. I'll keep ball talk brief today, because we'll go straight to the most important things. And Sarah, let me tell you this. Actually, let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you recall who I said was going to win the World Cup? We had our buddy Mark Geary in. I made my prediction. He laughed, scoffed at it. Or was it, it was something random? Begins with an I, right? It does not begin with an I. Oh, that I don't remember. I don't, that's Iceland, I suppose. Italy, it doesn't look like they're in. Oh, yeah, Italy didn't make it. That's weird. Um... Iran. No, it's not Iran either. It doesn't begin with an I. Bottom line. It doesn't begin with an I. I'm so glad that you spent time listing I I list out things. several I countries. I, countries. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. Uruguay is now sitting... Oh, yep. Yep. I remember now. ...with three wins, zero losses, and will easily be going into the knockout round, which is the second round of the World have Cup. Have you written to Mark Curie? I have not, but I'm going to. You better. I was going to right before the show started. Because right now, Uruguay has the most points of any team in the World Cup. What is wrong with you? Predicted it. So, of course, they played more games than a lot of them. But still, nonetheless, nonetheless, as we make it through this week, at the end of this week, then we'll know what teams are going on. So half of the teams are out of there on their way back home. Catch your flight. And then half of them will be going on. But Uruguay will be one of the teams moving on. And I predicted it right here. So look forward to more of that. Also, our final thing in ball talk. Oregon State Beavers on Friday when I last talked, they had to win two games in a row against Mississippi State in order to make it into the College World Series Championship. Want to guess what they did, sir? I have no clue. They won two games in a row. The College World Series championship begins today. The final two teams being Oregon State and University of Arkansas. Razorbacks versus the Beavers. Begins today. That's three straight games, or it's best two out of three. Today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. All Oregon State Beavers. Back in the final. You're just... I'm excited. 
when you go to Oregon State, you have to take what what sports you can. I mean, we're we're not winning any national championship in football uh, anytime soon. We're not really doing well in basketball. Oh, women's basketball does well. Gymnastics does well, and baseball does well. That's what we have. It's exciting. It is exciting. And I'm excited for Oregon State. Go Beavers. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. The only exciting Beaver news that I liked from this weekend was when we got to meet the mayor from Beaver. Oh, look at that. We did meet the mayor of Beaver, Oregon. He Not was Beaverton. so nice. Not Beaverton. Beaver. The mayor of Beaver, Oregon. It was so... Greg uh, Greg was very excited. He got all country. I... I think you wanted me to be more excited than... I, well, I think that he was excited that you knew where Beaver was. I do, yeah. It's over on the coast, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, on the it's way to the coast. Like, yeah. Tillamook or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so he was the mayor of Beaver. He was a very, like, uh, regal-looking gentleman, too. Yeah. He was oh, very yeah, nice. Oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, I liked him. I, <laughs> I feel like you wanted me to be more excited. I did excited want you to than, be more excited. I feel I like mean, you really let me down. I don't know what I was supposed to do. He's a small-town mayor. That's like your dream. Maybe. Yeah, I would think like. If but I want to own the town. Okay. Maybe he does own the town. Maybe he runs. He probably that town. does. The mayor of Beaver. That's a pretty sweet job. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh. How you doing, all right, everyone? <laughs> I want to say a big thank you to one of our fine sponsors and one of our longtime sponsors, and that is Next Adventure. Seriously, Next Adventure, big supporter. We can't endorse them enough. Nextadventure.net is their worldwide website that you can mm-hmm. go to and, of course, do all of your shopping on there. But also, go into the store. If you're here in Portland, maybe you're making a trip to Portland at some point. If you don't even live here, it is a destination to go to. Oh, it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. And it's on the corner of Stark and Grand is their main store. They also have now their stores uh, out in uh, Scapoose. They've got the Scapoose Bay where you can go rent kayaks and do kinds of different, different do, like, adventures. like the stand-up paddle boarding and all of that different They've got tours stuff. that you can do. It's really cool. And that's Next Adventure in Scapoose, Oregon. If you're looking for something to do for like a fun Saturday event or a fun evening event or whatever, that's something really cool to do. And they have their store out in Sandy right now as well. So out in Sandy, Oregon. And I know they've been having a bunch of sales uh, as well on that. So keep up to date with everything at nextadventure.net. Like them on Facebook. And YouTube. once it starts to get, you know, ungodly, miserably hot, you want to be on the water. So might as well be doing something fun on there. Yeah. Lots of cool stuff to yeah. be doing. So Next Adventure. Fine. Sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. Next Send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Thank you, all of you, for listening to the show. We love you all. Yes, indeed. You're okay, Greg. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Any final thoughts? Do a Jerry Springer final thought. I think we're cooking from the inside out right now. Don't take the microphone from the MC. Yes. Don't do that. Don't take the microphone. That 99 out of 100 people didn't. Or no, 98. That's pretty good odds. I don't know. Yes, for a final thought. That was the only that was good. Think of. That was totally not embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Back up.